Section 11 of The Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 2, by George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. Translated by James Black Bailey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Chapter 6b, Part 2b. The True Result of Enlightenment. The spirit that sullenly works and weaves without further distinctions within itself has thus passed into itself away beyond consciousness, which again has arrived at clearness as to itself. The first moment of this clearness of mind is determined, in regard to its necessity and constitution, by the fact that pure insight, or insight that is implicitly and per se notion, actualizes itself. It does so when it gives otherness or determinateness a place in its own nature. In this manner it is negative pure insight, that is, the negation of the notion. This negation is equally pure, and herewith has arisen the pure and simple thing, the absolute being, that has no further determination of any sort. If we define this more precisely, insight in the sense of absolute notion is a distinguishing of distinctions that are not so any longer, of abstractions or pure notions that no longer support themselves, but find a fixed hold and a distinction only by means of the whole life of the process this distinguishing of what is not distinguished consists just in the fact that the absolute notion makes itself its object and as against that process asserts itself to be the essence the essence hereby dispenses with the aspect wherein abstractions or distinctions are kept apart and hence becomes pure thought in the sense of a pure thing this now is just a dull silent unconscious working and weaving of the spirit at the loom of its own being to which belief as we saw sank back when it lost all distinction in its content and this is at the same time that movement of pure self-consciousness in regard to which the essence is intended to be the absolutely external beyond for because this pure self-consciousness is a movement working with pure notions with distinctions that are no distinctions pure self-consciousness collapses in fact into that unconscious working and weaving of spirit that is into pure feeling or pure thinghood the self-alienated notion for the notion still stands here at the level of such alienation does not however know this identical nature constituting both sides the movement of self-consciousness and its absolute reality does not know the identity of their nature which in point of fact gives them their very substance and subsistence since the notion is not aware of this insight absolute reality has significance and value merely in the form of an objective beyond while the consciousness making these distinctions and in this way keeping the ultimate reality outside itself is treated as a finite consciousness regarding that absolute being enlightenment itself falls out with itself in the same way as it did formerly with belief and is divided between the views of two parties one party proves itself to be victorious by the fact that it breaks up into two parties for in that fact it shows it possesses within it the principle it combats and consequently shows it has abolished the one-sidedness with which it formerly made its appearance the interest which was divided between it and the other now falls entirely within it and forgets the other because that interest finds lying in it alone the opposition on which attention is directed at the same time however the opposition has been lifted into the higher victorious element where it is cleared up and set forth so that the schism that arises in one party and seems a misfortune demonstrates rather its good fortune 
the pure essence itself has in it no distinction consequently distinction is reached by two such pure essences being put forward for consciousness to be aware of or by a twofold consciousness of the pure reality the pure absolute essence is only in pure thought or rather it is pure thought itself and thus absolutely beyond the finite beyond self-consciousness and is merely the ultimate essence in a negative sense but in this way it is just being the negative of self-consciousness being negative of self-consciousness it is also related to self-consciousness it is external being which placed in relation to self-consciousness within which distinctions and determinations fall preserves within it the distinctions of being tasted seen and so on and the relationship is that of sense experience and perception taking the point of departure from this sense existence into which that negative beyond necessarily passes but abstracting from those various ways in which consciousness is related to sense existence there is left pure matter as that in which consciousness weaves and moves inarticulately within itself in dealing with this the essential point to note is that pure matter is merely what remains over when we abstract from seeing feeling tasting etc that is it is not what is seen tasted felt and so on it is not matter that is seen felt or tasted but colour a stone salt and so on matter is really a pure abstraction and being so we have here the pure essential nature of thought or pure thought itself as the absolute without predicates undetermined having no distinctions within it the one kind of enlightenment calls absolute being that predicateless absolute which exists in thought beyond the actual consciousness from which this enlightenment started the other calls it matter if they were distinguished as nature and spirit or god the unconscious inner working and weaving would have nothing of the wealth of developed life required in order to be nature while spirit or god would have no self-distinguishing consciousness both as we saw are entirely the same notion the distinction lies not in the objective fact but purely in the diversity of starting point adopted by the two thought constructions and in the fact that each keeps to a special point of view in the thought process if they rose above that their thoughts would coincide and they would find what to the one is as it holds a horror and to the other a folly is one and the same thing for to the one absolute being in its pure thought or directly for pure consciousness is outside finite consciousness is the negative beyond of finite mind if it would reflect that in part that simple immediacy of thought is nothing else than pure being that in part again what is negative for consciousness is at the same time related to consciousness that in the negative judgment the copula is also connects and holds together the two separated factors it would come to see that this beyond which the nature of an external existence implies stands in a relation to consciousness and that in so doing this means the same as what is called pure matter the missing moment of the present would then be secured the other enlightenment starts from sense existence it then abstracts from the sensuous relation of tasting seeing etc and turns sense existence into purely inherent being an sich, absolute matter something neither felt nor heard this being has in this way become the inner reality of pure consciousness the ultimately simple without predicates it is the pure notion qua notion whose being is in itself or it is pure thought within itself 
this insight in its conscious activity does not go through the process of passing from being which is purely being to an opposite in thought which is the same as mere being or does not go from the pure positive to the opposite pure negative since the positive is really pure simply and solely through negation while the negative qua pure is self-identical and one within itself and precisely on that account positive or again these two have not come to the notion found in descartes's metaphysics that in themselves being and thought are the same they have not arrived at the thought that being pure being is not a concrete actual reality but pure abstraction and conversely that pure thought self-identity or inner essence is partly the negative of self-consciousness and consequently is being and partly qua immediate simple entity is likewise nothing else than being thought is thinghood or thinghood is thought the real essence is here divided asunder in such a way that to begin with it appertains to two specifically distinct modes of thinking in part the real must hold distinction in itself in part just by so doing both ways of considering it merge into one for then the abstract moments of pure being and the negative by which their distinction is expressed are united in the object with which these modes of treatment deal the universal common to both is the abstraction of pure self-thinking of pure quivering within the self this simple notion of rotating on its own axis is bound to resolve itself into separate moments because it is itself only motion by distinguishing its own moments this distinguishing of the moments leaves the unmoved unity behind as the empty shell of pure being that is no longer actual thought has no more life within it for qua distinction this process is all the content the process which thus puts itself outside that unity thereby constitutes however the shifting change a change that does not return into itself of the moments of being in itself of being for another and of being for self actual reality in the way this is object for the concrete consciousness of pure insight constitutes utility bad as utility may look to belief or sentimentality or even to the abstraction that calls itself speculation and takes to deal with the ultimate the inherent nature yet it is that in which pure insight finds its realization and itself is the object for insight an object which insight now no longer repudiates and which too it does not put down as the void or the pure beyond for pure insight as we saw is the living notion itself the self-same pure personality distinguishing itself within itself in such a way that each of the distinguished elements is itself pure notion that is is eo ipso not distinct it is simple undifferentiated pure self-consciousness which is for itself as well as in itself within an immediate unity its inherent being its being in itself is therefore not fixed and permanent but at once ceases in its distinction to be something distinctive a being of that kind however which is immediately without support and cannot stand of itself has no being in itself no inherent existence it is essentially for something else which is the power that consumes and absorbs it but the second moment opposed to that first one disappears immediately too like the first or rather qua being merely for some other it is the very process of disappearing and is definitely affirmed as being that has turned back into itself as being for itself this simple being for self however 
qua self-identity is rather an objective being or is thereby for an other this nature of pure insight in thus unfolding and making explicit its moments in other words insight qua object finds expression in the useful the profitable what is useful is a thing something that subsists in itself this being in itself is at the same time only a pure moment it is in consequence absolutely for something else but is equally for another merely as it is in itself these opposite moments return into the indivisible unity of being for self while however the useful doubtless expresses the notion of pure insight it is all the same not insight as such but insight as conscious presentation or as object for insight it is merely the restless shifting change of those moments of which one is indeed being returned into itself but merely as being for itself that is as abstract moment appearing on one side over against the others the useful itself does not consist in the negative fact of having these moments in their opposition at the same time undivided in one and the same respect of having them a form of thought per se in the way they are qua pure insight the moment of being for self is doubtless a phase of usefulness but not in the sense that it swamps the other moments being per se and being for another if so it would be the whole self in dealing with the useful pure insight thus takes as object its own peculiar notion in the pure moments constituting its nature it is the consciousness of this metaphysical principle but not yet its conceptual comprehension it has not yet itself got to the unity of being and notion because the useful still appears before insight in the form of an object insight has a world not indeed any longer a world all by itself and self-contained but still a world all the same which it distinguishes from itself only since the opposites have come forth on the summit of the notion the next step will be for them to collide with one another and for enlightenment to experience the fruits of their deeds when we look at the object reached in relation to this entire sphere of spiritual life we found the actual world of culture summed up in the vanity of self-consciousness in independent self-existence whose content is drawn from the confusion characteristic of culture and which is still the individual notion not yet the self-conscious universal notion returned into itself however that individual notion is pure insight pure consciousness qua pure self or negativity just as belief too is pure consciousness qua pure thought or positivity belief finds in that self the moment that makes it complete but perishing through being thus completed it is in pure insight that we now see both moments as absolute being which is purely thought constituted or is a negative entity and as matter which is the positive entity this completion still lacks that actual reality of self-consciousness which belongs to the vain and empty type of consciousness the world out of which thought raised itself up to itself what is thus wanting is reached in the aspect of utility so far as pure insight secures positive objectivity there pure insight is thereby a concrete actual consciousness satisfied within itself this objectivity now constitutes its world and is become the final and true outcome of the entire previous world ideal as well as real the first world of spirit is the expansive realm of spirit's self-dispersed existence and of certainty of self in separate individual shapes and forms just as nature disperses its life in an endless multiplicity of forms and shapes 
without the generic principle of all the forms being present therein the second world contains the generic principle and is the realm of the ultimate inherent nature ansichseins or the essential truth over against that individual certainty the third world however that of the profitable or the useful is the truth which is certainty of self as well the realm of the truth of belief lacks the principle of concrete actuality or of certainty of self in the sense of this individual self but again concrete actuality or certainty of self qua this individual lacks the ultimate inherent nature an sich. in the object of pure insight both worlds are united the useful is the object so far as self-consciousness sees through it and individual certainty of self finds its enjoyment its self-existence in it self-consciousness sees into it in this manner and this insight contains the true essence of the object which consists in being something permeable to sight something seen through in other words in being for another this insight is thus itself true knowledge and self-consciousness directly finds in this attitude universal certainty of itself as well has its pure consciousness in this attitude in which truth as well as immediateness and actuality are united both worlds are reconciled and heaven is transplanted to the earth below End of section 11.